94, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and several bills that would impact school board elections. They're making their way through the state house and up to this point, Indiana, Indiana school board elections, they've been nonpartisan, but that could change. Lawmakers, they're considering a bill that w- would require school board candidates to declare a political affiliation. And this could affect how schools operate and lots of uh, people happy about this, some not so much. Well, yeah, and we've talked about this before, that it is wholly ridiculous that every other office in the state of Indiana, you have to declare a party affiliation, including Mm -hmm. coroner Mm -hmm. and surveyor. I don't know how you... uh, what is a Republican view on land surveying, Casey? Do you do you know what is what is a Republican view on dealing with uh, causes of death? I don't I don't I don't know. The only uh, office you don't have to do that for is the school board. There is a uh, obviously a bill, one in the House, one in the Senate, working their way through that would simply make mm-hmm. school board elections like every other election in the state of Indiana. And the left, the teachers union, very upset about this, and their argument is well. We're here for the children, and there shouldn't right. be politics when dealing with the uh, with the with the children. And so, uh, our old buddy Ben Orr, he's uh, now we can proudly say on the Hamilton County uh, or Hamilton Southeastern School Board, uh, won his election last fall. And Ben and I were chatting the other day. He's a big listener of the show, and he said, "Buddy, you got no idea how much politics are involved in these school board races." So we bring Ben on. Ben Orr dri- joins us on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Ben, how are you, my friend? Good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. So you sent me some information, which is interesting. So the angry red-shirted teachers are down here at the uh, the state house today, uh, agitating the lawmakers. And you sent me some data before we went on the air today on just how much money the angry red-shirted teachers gave to your opponent. This is just one race. Your opponent, your election up there at the Hamilton uh, Southeastern School Board. Tell. Yeah, so mostly I just wanted to, to talk about the idea of these elections being nonpartisan, which is, uh, to use one of our favorite words, right, is about as disingenuous as you can get. Uh, these things are completely partisan. I've never pretended that they weren't. Uh, honestly, leaned into that. That's fine. I'm a, I'm a conservative guy. I've got no problem telling people that. But uh, my opponent and several of the others that I'll just stick to my own race that I'm extremely familiar with, obviously, um, my opponent was the current sitting vice president of the Fishers Democrat Club <laughs> while running. Uh, ben, 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 can you, can you yeah. say that out loud again so everybody hears? Because yeah. these school board races are nonpartisan. So tell everybody who you were running against again. Yeah, so uh, my opponent up here for HSE District 4, Fall Creek, basically, uh, is, and as far as I know, still is currently, the vice president of the Fishers Democrat Club. <laughs> Not only is she that, she founded the club with uh, our city council member, uh, I think, a few years ago. She was the first president of the club. So, I mean, it's it's all tied in together. Uh, donations came in from current elected Democrat politicians. And again, I got donations from my elected representatives also. 
The difference is I never claimed this was nonpartisan. Uh, ben Orr is our guest. He's part of the Hamilton Southeastern School Board. We're talking about, uh, in regards to this bill that would force uh, school board candidates to declare a party a- affiliation. So it looks like here the teachers union alone gave your opponent, and I'm doing math here, and I'm but a product of the public mm-hmm. education system, so so if I get it wrong, let me know. Looks like about $4,350. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So the teachers union has an affiliated pack called IPACE. And what they do is they take all the teachers union's dues, uh, they bundle all those together with the ISCA, and then send those in kind of a lump sum, and it's millions of dollars all over the state. They send those to the pack called IPACE. IPACE then distributes those out, and I challenge anybody to go through their filings, they're all public. Find me one Republican on that list, anyone, a single one, and I'll be happy. But uh, as far as I know, that thing is completely partisan. And to your point, the money raising involved in that was by far the bulk of my opponent's campaign. About 65% of her total money, according to her CFA4 on the, the day after the election, came from uh, packs came from that teacher union pack, and then there was another local pack that was much smaller called HS Equal. They bundled some money and put in there too. Now, again, to be fair, like I said, I also received money from current elected officials, not anywhere the level of what they did. Uh, I think my pack money accounted for about a little less than 10% of what I raised. For my opponent, it was 65% of what she raised. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben, so, ben Orr is our guest. He's a part of the Hamilton uh, Southeastern School Board. We're talking about the uh, the bill that would uh, make school board elections like every other election in the state, make them uh, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian declaration. Casey. So you mentioned donations, and Senate Bill 227 would prohibit PACs from contributing to school boards. You said that your opponent got 65% from a PAC. You only got 10%. If your opponent did not have that PAC, would that have made a big difference in the outcome? I mean, it sounds like... To be honest, I don't know that it would have affected ours. I think we ran an effective campaign. It wasn't really about the money, although I will say we had to raise and spend so much mostly for communication to get across the message that Hey, I'm the conservative candidate. Uh, That's, you know, you essentially don't have to do that. If I could have put an R next to my name, well, in fact, I had the guy who did my signs tell me I wouldn't have even bothered taking your money. It would have been fine. You you know, you're in a 70-30 Republican area. Every other Republican's ripping off wins here. In the meantime, we've got a six-to-one liberal school board. So uh, that's one part. It, It cost an arm and a leg to try and just simply get out the message of which side you're on. And again, the idea that somebody's not on the side is totally disingenuous. So we won't even go there. But uh, Ben, Ben, let me ask you this: yep. Why are the Republicans, of which there are super majorities in the House and Senate, why is this even a conversation? Why are these people so afraid to do the obvious, which is to say, we're just going to treat school boards like every other election in this state? Why do they? They know these lunatic leftists are on these school boards. You mentioned six to one in in Hamilton Southeastern before you guys flipped it. It's four to one where I live in Brownsburg. Everybody knows what they are and they win because they don't have to put a letter next to their name. Why won't the Republicans do something about this? Uh, To be honest, I I don't know the answer to that question. Um, The only thing I can think of is, I hate to say it, political blowback. I mean, it looks bad to go against what you would say would be 
a group of teachers, when in reality it's a teacher's union. Uh, that union membership is dropped off year after year. It doesn't represent all the teachers. We, uh, up here in our area, we did not get the teacher's union endorsement. Uh, we asked for it. We looked at it. We did not get it. And we still won by double digits in all four races. So I think some of these lawmakers need to understand that influence, just because a bunch of people show up or email you or whatever, you have thousands and thousands and thousands of more constituents that maybe don't show up every day. They they have to work. They have to go to a job. They have to take care of their kids, all kinds of things. But I'm not sure why they don't just do what's right, give the transparency to all the candidates, let them put an affiliation. And again, I think lots of people have mentioned, you can always choose not to. You can put an I by your name. If you think that your area is would strongly consider an independent go ahead but if i want to identify as a republican i should have that right so ben one of the bills that the legislature is considering is house bill 1428 and that would require school board candidates to be nominated before they run for office would that have changed things for you I'm not sure, and I, I ought to be honest, I haven't read that one. I would imagine that that has something to do with going through a primary process right. if it became partisan. I would think that'd be a great thing. I've always thought of the primary process kind of as like the play-in games in the NCAA tournament. you got to get through it. you got to make the cut. So, again, I think you know anything we can do to further vet candidates is a good thing. Um, I did not really have to go through that. Uh, I probably would have been better and stronger had I needed to, you know, go through a, a list of other candidates first to get my party's nomination. But, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Ben Orr is our guest. He's a member of the Hamilton County School Board. We're talking about this bill in front of the Indiana General Assembly, which would make uh, par- uh, school board races like every other race in the state of Indiana and force candidates to put a party affiliation. What should people be doing, Ben? Because I think there's, I'm not optimistic. I wouldn't say I'm cautiously optimistic, but it, the bill's on the floor, right? I mean, it's it's being heard. Senate Bill 188. Yeah, 188 in, in the Senate. There's a companion bill in the House. What should people be doing? Because we are, look, you guys ran great races up there in, in, in the Hamilton Southeastern, but let's face it, you guys are light years ahead of where most people are in terms of being able to run campaigns and organize what should people be doing i think this is our shot to fix these school boards it definitely is and uh, and like you said it's the it's the one that matters most from my perspective i told people the whole time that i was campaigning this is the only thing i would ever choose to do i, I have no desire to be in politics beyond this in any way um but these i've learned through this these politicians really do listen to the people who talk the most often and the loudest. Except for so, me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would say, you know, it's the old line and it seems cliche, but call and write your representatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just keep doing it over and over. Show up if you can um, and try to let them know that there's this huge contingent of people out there that may not agree. I would think that they could probably look at, you know, the voter rolls and and figure out who was on their side and realize that not everybody that shows up down there represents the whole community. But, uh, again, if you want things to change, just contact your people, email them, call them. They do get back to you, honestly, Uh, at least in my experience. I know Rob has 
different for you, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you funny hey, man. But for the most part, they do they do tend to at least look at those things. They share them around, mm-hmm. and it's important for them to know that there is another opinion out there. Okay. All right, Ben, I can't tell you how happy your election makes me. One, I think you'll do a good job for those people up there. But two, just knowing how miserable it made so many leftists that you <laughs> won, I'm so proud of you, and uh, congratulations, my friend. Thanks so much. I appreciate you guys. Thanks, Ben. So if you're interested in making sure that the school board elections are partisan, tell your representatives. Unless unless you're Rob Kendall and then you're like my senator has told his uh, workers to not engage with me. So, hey, John Crane. Pass this bill. What's the number of the bill? Senate Bill 188. Yes. Do your job, John. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.